0: For six generations, the Jones family has been providing high-quality meats. And now, we're providing treats for the best member of your family, man's best friend, a.k.a. the goodest boys and girls. Jones Natural Chews makes bones and treats that are sure to be savored by your dog and are made from the best natural ingredients available. Our flavorful chews are made from natural animal parts, and will have your puppy drooling with happiness. From treats like Sticks and Chews to Savory Bones and Patties, we've got you covered for finding the perfect reward for that special pup in your life. Jones Natural Chews come in all sizes, so make sure to choose the right treat for your pup. And remember, it's important to be supervising your pup when they're enjoying their treats to keep your puppy safe. Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you, or visit jonesnaturalchews.com to get started with our store locator tool. That's Jones Natural Chews available at a pet store near you. You're listening to The Untold Italy Travel Podcast with Katie Clark and Josie Armeo, episode number 23. Ciao and benvenuti to Untold Italy. I'm Josie and I'm Katie, and we're here to help you plan your trip to Italy. Between us, we have many years of travel experience and we want to help you uncover your own, as yet untold, stories and adventures in Italy. Each episode, you'll hear practical advice, tips, and ideas to help you plan your own trips to the magical land of history, stunning landscapes, and a whole lot of pasta. We'll have interviews from experts and focus on local destinations and frequently asked questions about travel in Italy. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe to our show. Now, let's get started on your regular dose of Bella Italia. Ciao, dear listeners. Com'està? How are you all going? It's Katie here and today I want to take a bit of a pause from the places and experience episodes we've been posting lately to give you an update on the situation in Italy and some thoughts on travel there in the coming months. I recorded an episode at the start of the pandemic about managing your planned trips, but so much has changed since then that I thought it was worth updating you, particularly as many people have or had trips planned for summer. Of course, the situation is changing daily, but I'll try to give you some general items to consider for your travel planning as we move into the next phase of the pandemic and try to navigate our way out of it. So to start us off, I'm going to talk about the situation in Italy, and that's the situation in Italy at the end of May. So I'm recording this on the 28th of May. So Italy is slowly opening up after a long, long time in lockdown. And this was a lockdown that was much more strict than most of us are experiencing or have experienced. For two months, Italians were not allowed to leave their homes except to get food, medical attention, and to do some short exercise very close to home. And they had to do this alone. They also needed to complete a form to show police if they left their house. So they're really strict conditions, and I think that... We're very lucky here in Australia that we haven't had anything um, like that at all and I can imagine that as things start to open up, people are very, very excited in Italy to keep going out and enjoying their beautiful country. So these days, people are allowed out in their region without permission and it means now that children can go outside to walk and play. Social distancing is very much in place, though, and everyone needs to wear a face mask and socially distance themselves from others, except if they share a home. So uh, initially, I believe the required social distance is one metre, which is roughly a yard or 3.28 feet so apart from that schools are going to be closed until the new school year in September but some beaches are starting to open for the summer season so you can see that it's a very gradual opening and there's not a rush because there's obviously the threat of the virus returning so now in early June many Italians are going to be able to travel between regions without a permit however there still may be some restrictions imposed by some of the regions particularly those worst hit by the coronavirus. In particular, I think we're looking at areas like around Milan where they're still seeing quite a few cases. And so, yes, it's, it's a slow opening and a gradual and a somewhat disjointed opening. Now, at this time, travel from within Europe will be possible without having to complete the 14-day quarantine on arrival. And there is talk that that quarantine condition will be removed for countries outside Europe later in June. This is the latest information, and it could change at any time. So it's good to keep an eye on the latest developments. We can do that in our Facebook group, our online community, Italy Travel Planning, which many of you are a part of already. So speaking to friends in Italy, while the changes are very welcome and they're so loving catching up with their family and friends, they also bring with them frustration and fears. For many of our friends in the tourism sector, which Italy relies on so much, businesses are very frustrated that the openings aren't happening fast enough to save them from ruin, but they're also fearful that the virus will re-emerge and they'll need to go back into lockdown. And of course, another lockdown would have a devastating impact on the economy and the psyche of this amazing nation that's been rocked to its core by the pandemic. So it's a very complicated situation in Italy and it's evolving all the time. And what I wanted to do was discuss what that means to you, to me and for all of us to travel to Italy in the coming months. And I'm going to be really honest here. We really don't know it's very complicated and it depends on where you're coming from and what you plan to do in Italy. There's been a lot of excitement around Italy reopening to visitors but we need to consider a few other factors. So the very first thing that you must do is to check your own country travel advisories that as we have seen are subject to change at a moment's notice. So for myself travelling from Australia. In Australia, what the government here has decided to do is that Australians may only leave the country with written consent from our government. That's only given if we have met very strict criteria, and that does not include leisure travel. This situation is expected to continue for some months to come, and we are hearing lots of rumors but about reopenings particularly to other countries closer to us but it does not include Italy and we don't have a timeline for that yet in any case Australians returning from overseas must also undertake mandatory isolation in a hotel for 14 days and so travel is overseas in and to Italy is really not possible at this point in time and we don't have a timeline for when that's going to change If you're traveling from the United States, again, there is a global do not travel advisory that was issued on the 31st of March. That remains in place and we have no idea of when that's going to be removed. Furthermore, travelers returning from abroad must stay at home for 14 days in isolation. So that's another consideration if you're traveling from the United States, there is a do not travel advisory and you must stay at home for 14 days on your return. Again, in Canada, the advice is to avoid non-essential travel outside Canada until further notice with mandatory isolation for 14 days from the date that you arrived in Canada. And I believe there's some penalties if you do not comply with that. And just to prove the fact that things are changing very, very rapidly, uh, in the UK, British nationals have been advised against all essential international travel and just a few weeks ago or a couple of days ago all arrivals into the UK apart from a short list of exemptions are required to self-isolate for 14 days and that policy is coming into effect from the 8th of June. So as you can see things are very fluid and at this point our governments do not want us to travel and the very recent development in the UK demonstrates that You need to make sure that you understand the current restrictions and stay up to date with what your government has directed. And you can do that by staying across their websites, which are the, there's several travel advisory websites for the countries I mentioned and others that, and I will add those links to the show notes. Now assuming you are able to travel and you're not subject to quarantine isolation conditions that you cannot manage, uh, you need to keep an eye on your flights. So many people on our online community have had flights cancelled by the airline as far out as September and October. Of course this starts to get a lot more complicated when there are connections within Europe to consider. So unfortunately really you need to keep an eye on your flights. Uh, um, What we're seeing is airlines are consolidating routes and departures, so make sure you keep track of this and understand very carefully the terms and conditions you have booked under and the laws in your country relating to refunds and credits. Again, what we're finding in our online community is that uh, you shouldn't take the first answer for um, a credit if you are not able to travel, and you can ask to speak to a supervisor and really try to explain your case to ask for a refund and I would advise doing that. Also if you can't get hold of people over the phone do try reaching out on social media and I feel Twitter and Facebook are the best ways to do that. It seems to yield the best results because uh, these airlines and every other travel company is inundated with emails at this point. Now, if you are considering purchasing flights for later this year or next year, make sure that you understand the terms and conditions of cancellation. I think the prudent approach would be to buy fully flexible fares with no penalty for cancellation. However, these are obviously more expensive. The same thing really goes for accommodation. Make sure you book accommodation with generous cancellation clauses, or if you have accommodation booked already, make sure you understand the terms and conditions that you booked under so you can make some decisions later down the track. Now, what's going to happen when you get there in Italy? Well, it will be so exciting to see all the amazing places that we dream about. However, we need to know a few things. So over the coming weeks, we're going to see major sites reopen around Italy, such as the Colosseum, the Vatican Museums, the Duomo in Florence, but they're going to have restrictions on how you will be able to visit. Now, I think some of these changes are well overdue, particularly the ones that address crowding and over subscription to capacity because some of them are just too packed. But otherwise, other things that you need to consider require a little bit of forward planning. Now, for any museum, and that includes the Colosseum and the Vatican Museums, you must book in advance and online. So these uh, places are not offering paper tickets anymore. You need to book online. The bookings are going to be staggered and timed. And when it's your time to arrive, you must be punctual. Otherwise, you will miss your slot. So, as I mentioned, this does include the Colosseum and the Vatican Museums and small groups there will be taken through at intervals of 15 minutes. While you're in those places, you will be required to wear a mask and they will be checking temperatures when you arrive and on your entry. So that's very different to what it was before. You also might like to note that at this time, the most of the underground sites, such as the Domus Aurea, the Catacombs and St. Peter's Tomb, uh, remain closed up to this moment. Now, apart from the other sites, there are some other requirements that you need to be aware of. So if you want to visit a restaurant, you need to book in advance and you must wear a mask inside shops and museums. Now, I've seen a little bit of conversation about how people's opinions on how effective masks are and those type of things. But the fact is that if you go to Italy, these are requirements and you're going to need to comply with them. So, yeah, it's a good idea to understand what the requirements are as you're going but at this stage indoors and in museums and churches and restaurants you will need to wear a mask and you will likely be checked your, temp- your temperature will be checked The trains are also operating at only one-third capacity, so that means that they're only selling one-third of the tickets that they normally would for the trains on Trenitalia, so that means that the carriages will be a lot more empty, but it also means there may be some challenges getting onto scheduled trains, but I guess we'll know more about that in the coming weeks when Italians are able to travel within the regions themselves. The other exciting news is that beach openings are happening and the beach clubs are able to open. That's really happening by region. But what you can expect is uh, less crowding and and much more space between the beach chairs and a lot of attention to hygiene. Now, I also wanted to address travel insurance and This is a tricky topic, especially given all of our recent experience where many of us discovered that very quickly that our insurance did not cover travel costs such as cancellations and health issues that arise from pandemics. So at the time of recording this episode in late May 2020, most insurance companies are not selling policies for international travel and even fewer will cover costs related to COVID-19. So... What that means is everyone needs to make their own assessment as to whether they purchase travel insurance. But for me and my family, it's essential for any trip that we do abroad. So personally, we don't buy travel insurance to cover cancellations or loss of items as the main reason for buying the health insurance. This is because we generally purchase flights and accommodation with generous cancellation clauses and the cover is usually included in the package that we buy. But it's not the main reason why we buy the insurance. So the primary reason that we have travel insurance is to cover medical treatment costs should we fall ill or have an accident. So this would include repatriation costs if we needed to be flown home. Now the cost of these items can run into many tens of thousands of dollars and it's an impact that will be financially devastating to our family and so to mitigate that risk we purchase travel insurance. So At this point we can't buy travel insurance uh, to cover any leisure trips abroad so for me that being is a deal breaker so until we're able to buy travel insurance that will cover medical issues and repatriation if that were to happen then we won't be traveling. So I want to make sure that we are covered for those costs um, if we're traveling but everyone is different and everyone needs to make their own assessment of risk and Personally, I wouldn't travel without health insu- or travel health insurance and repatriation, but each to their own. And a lot of this is really so personal, and it comes down, apart from all the practical considerations that we've discussed here, then it also comes down to how you feel, and you should really check in with yourself to find out how you feel about travel in the short to medium term. If you really want to go to Italy like I do, there's a few other things to consider. So for me, I'm going to be checking in with my physical and mental health and I think Everyone should do the same. So you need to think about whether you're going to enjoy yourself with the current restrictions in place. Now, everyone is different. Everyone's situations is different. Millions of people across the world are used to wearing face masks and practicing social distancing. Um, unfortunately, they've had prior experience with infectious diseases like we're experiencing now. But for many of us, this is really new and uncomfortable. And I also think that if you're going to be worried, then you really should assess your options. Being anxious is not how you want to remember your dream vacation. But you know yourself best. And what I can tell you is that you will be so welcome in Italy as soon as it is safe to travel and you feel comfortable. People there just want to see you. They want to see you enjoying the sights and having a wonderful time enjoying their beautiful country. And you know what? It's going to be amazing, as it always is. So I hope you found this episode useful. As I said before, and I keep saying, things are changing quickly, but I guess the main principles remain the same if you plan to travel. You need to understand your country's travel advisory and know what that means for you. You should keep an eye on flight cancellations and changes as this is a really fast-moving situation. Do you stay up to date with the restrictions within Italy and how this could affect your travel plans? And make sure you understand your travel insurance policy. And if you choose to travel without cover, you should know the risks of doing so. Now, the last thing and I think it's probably the most important, as I mentioned before, check in with your own feelings and thoughts about the situation. Some people will be ready to travel before others for a wide variety of reasons, and that's okay. You need to do what's right for you. One thing is for sure, this pandemic has shaken us, and I don't know about you, but I really need a vacation, and I can't think of a better place to have one than initially. I'll be jumping on a plane as soon as I possibly can and heading straight to the nearest piazza for a cappuccino, some people watching, and checking in with my gratitude that I live in an incredible world where we are able to do such things. For now, uh, on Untold Italy and on the Italy Travel Planning Group, we'll continue to share and create content such as podcasts and articles to inspire your trips and help you plan for them in the future. If you want to stay up to date with the latest happenings in Italy, you'll find them on the Italy Travel Planning Community on Facebook. But for now, stay safe and keep dreaming of Italy. Ciao for now.